Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. Today, we're here with Matt Granados. You guys will probably remember him from his interview probably almost two years ago, which is crazy. Been a long time. <laughs> good, good to have you back on though, Matt, because I'm really excited to see where you guys have been going with Life Pulse. I mean, this company has been scaling really, really quickly. You guys are growing. I mean, you've had multiple successful businesses, but this one seems to be the one that's just like, you know, hockey sticked on you guys. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that growth. So I do want to ask you this because since we last talked, what would you say is like the number one marketing tool that you've used to actually scale up your company? So obviously it's been a long two years, right? <laughs> lots happened in this world. It's a different world, not just different backdrops, but a lot's changed. But I found people don't, but the way we need to service them has. So I would say, uh, first, I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, um, it's uh, I love what you're doing. I love the information you're providing to people. And I listen to it just to grab as much as I can, as often as I can. So <laughs> keep having people I can learn from. The biggest thing is this, I call it the three E's of sales which we've started implementing. And we the middle E is the one that most people I find has forgotten it. So the first E is, is expose. Our job when we talk with a client is to expose what's going on. What are the issues? What are they finding? And what I found with what we do at Life Pulse, right? We're a consulting company. We provide coaching and training where we allow individuals to achieve whatever goals they desire in a team or as individuals. That's a really hard niche to go after when there's no niche. Like my niche right. is humans. That's an issue when it comes to a marketing perspective. So what we do is we need to go in and expose the issue for them. People know there's an issue. They just don't quite know what that issue is. Once we expose it by asking certain questions, we then go to our second one, which we actually examine. It. So cool. We've now exposed what the issue is. Let's now examine what's going on. And this is the one that we found is most impactful when you're working with clients. Because otherwise, you'll sit there and do your sales pitch, and 30 minutes later, they'll go, yeah, but that's great, and we don't have that issue. And it's like, wait a minute, okay. I probably should have asked a couple of questions before I started talking and started just kind of spewing on you what worked last time. So I need to actually customize this for who you are, which is what that ex the, uh, exam is. The final one is the explanation or the execution. So what is your issue? Expose. Then it's actual you know, examine what can we do to solve this issue for you? What have we done in the past, right? We love to, you know, sell on stories and examples and case studies. And then we break it off into how are we going to do this for you? The key is those are three separate touch points. We expose first to schedule a call so we can actually examine together. We then examine together and then we schedule another call where we can actually explain, present. And that's like the final pitch. I found is this that like works. a is this a three call close? It's a three call close if you're if you want to put it that way. It's just okay. what's the focus on the three calls? Right. And I was just curious on that because I'm like, if this is done in three calls, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it can be. I mean, there's times where sometimes like we go through the process so quick and they're like, hey, we know what you do. We've heard you on podcasts, we've heard you talk, we've read your books, whatever it is. We want it. I still go through this process. And the reason why is because I'm not just exposing and examining to be able to sell. I'm exposing and examining so I can then actually provide the service I offer. Right. Because if I don't do those first two properly, there's a low likelihood we're going to achieve the goals that we want. And if you're doing a business where you have more losers than winners, unless you're in gambling, 
you're not going to survive, especially this day and age. You know, gambling, you know, Vegas wasn't built off winners, right? That's a whole different beast. But with right. what you're doing, if you're providing a service for someone, the goal is success at the end of that relationship. And those three E's is what I found that ensures it and enhances the likelihood of, of clients saying yes. And I love, honestly, that's the same methodology we've used, just not in that, with that verbiage. I like it. I'm going to have to quote you and use that. Because <laughs> it. it's all yours. <laughs> the truth is, is like, that's how our methodology works with having people on the show, right? Is it's like, let's figure out what's actually going on in the world. Let's see if we have a solution for them. If we don't, let's put them into somebody else's hand saying, Hey, this guy has the best solution for you. This lady has the best solution for you. Mm-hmm. And it just works well because you then become the expert in their right. eyes, which your sales process works that way very, very well. So I'm, I, that's why I was intrigued. I'm like, well, this kind of fits into what we already do, but it's, I mean, anyways, I like the way you put it. So when it comes to scaling a company at that size though, right? Because, you know, obviously the sales cycle is, is huge and, and building a good sales system is huge to scaling past that eight figure point. But how are you, um, how are you like working with your team in order to make them, to help work with them, to be able to, to make those results happen? So it's funny because when you do what I do, I work with people. Our team goes in and we get people to do what everyone thinks their people should do. We just get them to selectively and electively do it. When it comes to working with our team, we use the exact same system. So the first part of that expose is recognizing there's these things that people tend to overlook or they don't recognize it. And I think it's easy that we all can agree there's a massive gap that's going on between companies' wants and employees' wants. And the crazy part is in today's world, more than any other time in history, Companies are trying more and more to give employees what they want, but yet that gap keeps growing and growing. It's like you're never winning the battle. Right. And what happens is it doesn't matter whether that's due to external circumstances, right? I don't know, an outbreak, a war, you name whatever we've experienced and whatever we're going to experience in the future, or if it's internal, an issue with motivation, execution, or any other, I call it overly marketed employee development program out there, right? There's I found there's five ways that people can approach this. And it's all happened over time. And it's like, it's evolved from a pendulum swing. First was the drill sergeant, right? Which was like, you better do it. Otherwise you're going to fall into this gap that we're running into. There's the cheerleader who sits on one side of the gap and just rah, rah, all positive, but really no substance behind it. And you got the grandparent who basically just spoils the people and gets them over it just because they have to get over this gap. And then finally, what we came to was the teacher. And the teacher, I don't know if you guys could hear my, my assistant over there. That's my dog, Bruce. <laughs> totally um, fine. But the teacher, in today's world, I feel like everyone's ready to hear a dog or a kid or something baby. coming in. <laughs> we won't right. even edit it out either, man. It's like <laughs> it's, it's just part of the world. It's just part of the world nowadays. Go right. Ahead. So from that comes to the teacher, which is where most of us have landed. And a teacher has great intentions. And a teacher wants to give the people on the other side of this gap that's been built the tools they need to get over it. However, when you throw a book about motivation at somebody who's not motivated, right? Our book, Motivate the Unmotivated, we have one negative review. It's my favorite review we have on Amazon. If you look on Amazon, look up our book, whether you buy it or not, I don't care, but look at the one-star review. I think it's a one-star. Bottom line is it says, for someone who's not motivated, I thought I'd be able to get through this book. (laughs) Which is funny because if you read the first, literally the first chapter, it explains why that individual by choice, will not get through this book. But it's just, it's the way we, we've we been taught to do it is if there's a motivation issue, give that person something about motivation because they need to learn what their issue is. And what I'm finding day in and day out is that is not the way. The fifth way to do it and the only sustainable way to do it 
is to properly equip your team with the tools they need and the systems they need so they can build the bridge. Does that make sense? It's not our job as the leader or the manager to build the bridge for them. In fact, by doing that, we're enabling them and the bridge is not going to be there. What we need to do is find a way to get that bridge to happen and then be a part of it. So that's where our Bridge in the Gap program came from, was connecting all these different gaps, which we call PPGs. So it's personnel performance gaps. And a personnel performance gap is what you're dealing with as a business owner, which is a sum collection of all of your personal performance gaps that your team has. That's not just professional. That's them as people. So issues at home, how are we bridging those gaps? And what we do is we sit down with every single person we work with. We do it in our company and we do it with our clients and we walk them through exposing what's their gap. There's a lot of them and most people have multiples. We then examine it with them and then we give them the tools. We explain to them how they can bridge the gap themselves. The best way to relate this and the issues we've been dealing with is if you go in and you break your arm, Josh, right? You just had a a little boy, right? So you'll have, trust me, plenty of visits to the doctors with potentially (laughs) broken bones. Hopefully not, but that's what we do as guys. I've never broken one in my life. So hopefully he follows uh, my he follows my suit right there. <laughs> we'll pray to God for that, right? Now, me, on the other hand, I've broken a lot of things. I've done a lot of things I shouldn't have done. What happens is when you go in with a broken bone, the first thing the doctor says is what happened. They don't even go to set the bone right away. What happened? Why is that? Because if I fell and I broke my arm, that's okay. The doctor understands what happened and therefore let's put a cast on it and we're good to go. But if I didn't fall and my arm just broke, The doctor would solve the problem the same way, put a cast on it, let the arm reset. However, it could happen again. If it happened out of nowhere with no known causality, therefore it could happen again. So when we just throw a cast on a broken bone, which is what happens in that teacher mentality, where we just throw a book or a learning program or an online course or something on the person. Yes, it might solve that individual issue, but it doesn't actually bridge the gap to stop it from happening again and again. If you're investing in your people, Whatever you're investing in needs to be sustainable. You're wasting money if it's just throwing stuff at them. So the way we make it sustainable is we only teach things that fall through one of three uh, filters. It's life, business, and family. If what we teach does not work in all people's life, business, and family, meaning your son, our techniques, you should be able to teach your son and get the results we're talking about, right? We were just talking about feeding and going to bed and getting on a sleep schedule. You've experienced that where you bridged a gap that most people don't understand why they can't bridge. It's because you took a second, you saw the cause, right? You exposed the issue, you examined what could be causing it, and you put a solution that solved the issue. And therefore, you are blessed with a sleeping child for now. Things can change. <laughs> for now, yeah, for now. <laughs> but anyway, so, so that's the focus we go on. That's what We basically take our bridging the gap program and we apply that to everything. We have to find what's actually happening examine it to find out what caused the break. Where is this gap? What's the gap coming from? And only then can we put a bridge in place so that the, this is the beautiful part, your team electively walks the bridge to where they need to be. And at that point, you have alignment in your organization and you can run as one as fast as you want. Yeah. What's funny is just even listening to you explain the five, what was it, archetypes that you called it? I just had the five different management styles. I haven't come up with yeah. a, with a crazy marketable with, with name. A cool, yet, yeah. We'll come up with one together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, I've never equipped myself with the drill sergeant one, but I have all three of those other ones, right? I was the guy who was like, Hey, you know, I'm just gonna throw money at the problems. We're going to spoil you or whatnot. 
going to cheer you across. Oh, but uh, now I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to give you the tools. None of them seem to really work very well though. Cause, yeah. and I have an awesome team. I honestly, like every single one of our employees love them to death, love working with them, but we still run into problems and it gets yeah. weird when that happens because you're like, how do I bridge the gap? But like you're saying, I might be kind of ruining them by providing the bridge. It's like, no, 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 you provide the bridge. You bring us the solution. Well, so, and here's what it is. We have to combine intention and structure. That's the first gap we always bridge. Combine intention and structure. And here's the reason why. Intention for the individual is the purpose behind any goal, right? right? Their intention. That's why when you get all hands meeting or you bring in a speaker or you bring in a whatever you bring in, the next week, everyone's on fire. And then reality comes in and punches them in the face and they're right back where they were. So you need a structure to be tied with that. And what the structure needs to do is re-engage the intention every day. And when you're able to re-engage intention, you have that same excitement you had that original start of the goal. And that's why we get this ever-growing, almost like a perpetual motion going back and forth. I describe this gap specifically of intention and structure, like having a vehicle and a route. If you have a vehicle with no route, yes, you're going somewhere, but I have no idea where you're going. And eventually that fuel, motivation, communication, engagement, you name it, that fuel will dissipate. Right. But when you have the vehicle and the route, if you don't have a vehicle and just a route, you're not going anywhere. Combine the two and you get exactly where you want to go. And that's what we need to do regularly with our people, with our clients, with ourselves on a regular basis. Well, and do you, I'm just kind of curious on this one because do you find like throwing money at the problem is like the worst thing or the best thing? How do you feel? Because for me, I use money as a, I'm not, I'm the kind of guy, I'm not materialistically motivated. So I don't mind right. just like throwing money at things to the team. Yes. It makes me feel good. Right. But it, it like, it never seems to really solve the problem at the end of the day. So money in business is like money with people. Money does not change people. Money is, and a mentor told me this one time and I live by it every day. Money is a minimizer or a maximizer. And you might've heard something like that said about people, but it's the exact same with a company. You throw money at a problem that actually has a root cause that's not addressed. You're just wasting more money. If you throw money at solving the root cause, the problem tends to go away. So money, yes, is needed because guess what? I'm not coming in for free to work with your team, right? I have a family, I have my business, I have my life. However, we wanna make sure whatever is being taught can be duplicated long after Matt leaves. So when we do our program, we're intensely in with the team for 90 days where we are training the managers and coach or coaching the managers, I'm sorry, and training the team. So one-on-one coaching and training, we combine them both. And because of that, the way you turn the Titanic is everyone goes to one side. And if everyone leaned to one side at the right time, potentially they could have missed the iceberg, right? right? So that's how you turn something so big. But we spend about a month or two planning. So we have everyone's goals written out, the manager's We have what we call our motivation management all set up. So when we actually implement the system, all we're doing is executing. We're never planning, which is another gap, plan and execution. We never do both at the same time. That's when mistakes happen. So all the plans are, and then for 90 days, once a month, our team comes in and coach and does a full workshop for the whole team. But then we're, we're actually coaching managers or individual owners, whoever's doing it as the walking, talking, breathing example of what happens when you execute based on what we're teaching. So all of a sudden in 90 days, they're fully engulfed. Then at the end of that 90 days, we then create the next 90 days of structure for the people we're coaching to then deploy. So we are doing it for them. We are training them during it. And then we let them do it moving on. 
And because of that, in about a four to seven month cycle, only three months are we facing the whole company. But we're putting all this stuff in order so that it's sustainable. And we're able to see a proper ROI, two to three X during the 90 days, and then usually a 10 to 15 X over the next 12 months after. Love it. See, that's cool because the truth is, is for those of you listening to this, that most of the time, and I've been finding this in my own company, most of the time when you get stuck, it's usually a personnel problem. <laughs> like yeah. it's usually not a sales problem. It's usually not a lead generation problem, even though from the outside, it looks like that, but it's usually because you're not leveraging the people correctly. And I know for myself, it's been the weirdest transition because it went from, okay, we've got to generate sales. We've got to get leads. You know, I've got to learn how to be a better salesperson to, well, now I got to outsource that to somebody else, you know, hire somebody right. for that and learn how to manage them. And that gets, it's a weird change for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. And the funny thing is it's, it's a personnel and personnel includes the whole organization, right. meaning management also. It's not a personal issue, right? It's not just you as the issue and it's not an individual's issue. It's the team as a whole which is why when we come in, it's like, hey, we got to bridge, we got to explore this whole thing. So this individual is having an issue with their marriage. What we're teaching needs to help them bridge that gap. This individual is having an issue with follow-up on customers. This needs to bridge that gap also. And when they start seeing it work both in their personal life and their professional life, all of a sudden they start using it. And as you know, I tell people this all the time, like, well, we already have a system. How's it working? Well, no one's doing it. Okay, well then I don't care how good the system is right? It needs to be done. If you have a lock and you don't use the combination properly, I'm sure the lock's not broken, but we got to be careful of it. So with the same thing is, are your people using it? So whether it's our system or a system you currently have, if your team is using it and using it well, keep using it. If not, stop pretending like it's being used. Right. Love that. Well, and everybody, if you feel like this is something that you could use, which if you were listening to this, I don't know how you could not <laughs> go over to lifepulseinc.com. So make sure you guys go check them out. And then, you know, Matt, just to kind of wrap this up, yeah. what, what is one final parting piece of guidance you have for us? The key when it comes to leading people is recognizing that you're going to invest in them. You either invest upfront or you invest forever. And forever is a lot more expensive. So don't forget the fact that if you don't put time in right away, you're going to be stuck asking them why they aren't following up why they aren't closing deals, why they aren't taking care of customers. So don't be afraid of the ticket up front of time, effort, resource, energy, whatever it is. The more you invest up front, the less you have to invest in the future and allows you to actually have a sustainable building model. So again, we appreciate it. You can go to our website. And honestly, Josh, with just the people who you're talking with and your listeners, they go onto our website. They can actually fill out a free consultation, which I'd be happy to give them and walk them through and expose some of the PPGs that they're probably dealing with. And based on the size of the company, normally we work with, you know, 50 to 100 employees and up. But if it's a smaller company, just make a note when they send a message in that you heard us on this podcast. And I'd love to sit down with them and, and customize something that makes a little more sense for them budget-wise and team-wise versus they're a little smaller. But we'd love to help any way we can. Appreciate that. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again. And I'll catch you on the flip side.